What's up, guys? This is Jake, Julia, and Rob. And we are the Foxies, and we are hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live. I'm super excited to be sitting down here with you guys because I first caught wind of the band with Antisocialite, oh. and like that song, like <laughs> it, it was one of those songs where it was like, this speaker is gonna be on blast. Like I am cranking the sound and I'm listening to it over and over again. Um, so super catchy music that you guys are creating. Um, but I kind of want to talk about this song in particular. Like, what initially kickstarted that writing process for this song? Um, and you know, what was that process like for you guys? For, 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 for no, for anti. Anti socialite. Uh, that was a song that we wrote with Sean Silverman and his brother Alex Silverman. We were in LA. And he was like, I have this really cool title called Antisocialite. And I was like, well, that's literally what I am. Um, I'm an extroverted introvert. So I, me too. yeah, yeah. I literally was like, this connects with me. And the song, you know, when you have a good song, when it starts to write itself. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened with this song. And then we decided to release it when the kit, not planning to, it just, you know, the kit. And then we were like, well, this falls in line with. Yeah when we're releasing stuff and everybody's antisocial. So here's antisocialite. <laughs> and I wanted to talk about this song in particular first, just because like, I feel like it hasn't gotten the attention yet because of the time frame of when it was released initially. So I feel like it's a song that still needs to get like put out there in front of ears because it's such an incredible single. Um, now, as we move forward, you guys are um, about to drop your new single, Head Sweat. So I want to like, I'm, I'm curious, like did the t- did the songs that you guys released during these last two years, um, Antisocial Light included, did that kind of pave the way for this new material that you guys are working on right now and this new upcoming debut album? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was like a moment of we, we were kind of feeling each other out as, as new members of the band and just in general what our sound was. And that EP was definitely a really great stepping stone of the sonic direction. It was... Um, because this new record is definitely us, you know, full circle of like what we sound like as a group. So, yeah, I definitely. Mature version, you know, yeah. it's yeah, it's like that. We had that that single and that album or that EP, "Growing Up Is Dead," and that's who we were at the time. Um, but then we finally had those two years of the to really dig deep and find out who we were as people, who we were as artists, and who we were as a band. Right. And we found that through songwriting and um, that journey, you can hear that journey in the upcoming album that we have. Um, and you can hear it in Head Sweat too, our next single. Yeah. And as far as Head Sweat goes, like that creative process for that song, like I, I believe um, Silverman is still part of the team for the writing, the co-writing team, right? So wh- how different is that chemistry now that you guys have so many other songs prior to Head Sweat with the... Sure. Well, uh, we did we did Head Sweat with Andrew Petrov, okay. and Alex and Sean did a couple things uh, on our album, but that was another quick one. Um, we it was like we wrote we had written, we had Head Sweat completely written like an hour after we met Andrew. It was really like Julia and I rocked up there, and she had this title, and we were like, I wonder how you would sing it, and we came up with the chorus, and it was like, oh my god, uh, and it, another quick one, I think for sure. It's a song that is very. Um, you're taking a, a word, head sweat, two words, putting it together, the most unattractive combination possible, but making it a very sexy tune. So uh, yeah, that's kind of what that song is about. <laughs> At the same time, like that wordplay that you guys have with your music, uh, this song in particular, like, you know, how do you come up with this kind of stuff? Like, because you don't think of anything 
sexy when you listen to mm -hmm. head sweat or sweat in general like exactly. but you made it happen so what was that process like I, I think we have to kind of push each other a little bit I, and it, it on any given day depending on whether we're recording or writing or, or trying to figure something out for our live show it, it there's not necessarily a method to it but there's sort of a nudginess to what we do so Julia had the word and I thought that was kind of cool and a lot of times it's like well, no, I think it'd be cool if you did this over that part, and then what if we, what if we did this over that part? And, and on a day like Head Sweat or Antisocialite, thankfully, most of the first ideas really worked. Mm -hmm. There was probably a couple spots in each song where we really had to kind of dig for it, but um, what she said about how quickly it came, that's kind of when you know. We have songs that have taken a while, but the good ones a lot of times are like, boom. It's also, too, just kind of like what I'm going through at the time. And, like, if I'm in a very interesting situation, whether it be, like, love situation or just mental situation, that's usually when the songs come easily. I can write a song any day, but um, when I have that life experience or that day experience, that's when you get the songs that just write themselves because I'm not thinking too much about it. Um, and Head Sweat was one of them. And during that process, like the cadences, um, which I love the cadences that you guys have on your music. Thank you. How does that impact drum-wise? Uh, when does the drums come in? When do the drums come in? Do they come in during the writing process? You start kind of thinking about it? Or is that something that you guys figure out once the song is written and you guys are in the rehearsal studio or in the studio, like, trying to figure out the track? Well, that's, I mean, you kind of nailed it. It, it. They're, like, the brains of the songwriting world. Like, these two really are the writers, you know. I, and I'm not really in that first space. But the drums do kind of come alive. We, we get a studio day. The drums are kind of built in the original songwriting session with the producer they're with or, or Jake, if he's producing that day. And then we kind of put that Foxyism on there, the Rob, you know, the Rob parts, where you're like, oh, this is what I would do. And then we kind of shift it, and the song doesn't really change much but it has more of like what I would do over something yeah. that's kind of what gives it that foxy thing so uh, so, so I always say like whenever we write a song when Julia sings on it it be it's kind of foxy's because it's Julia's voice yeah. it's the same with me when you hear me play you're like oh that's that's totally a foxy part like right. that's what Rob would play so yeah exactly you know. that Rob this Rob. Not this Rob that, that, <laughs> well, well hey you wanna you wanna um, I mean, Rob squared I'll, there we go. Done. We're starting a duo. That was so funny. That was actually my gaming duo during the <laughs> R squared. It's Rob squared. So there, it's full there we go. There we go. <laughs> now, another thing that I loved about this track um, was the chance that you guys have in it. Um, it. Because not only is it incredible to listen to, again, with the radio cranked or the speakers cranked, but also in a live setting it allows the opportunity for your fans to sing along with you guys. Yeah. Is this something that you guys came into this writing process with the idea of it in mind, or is this something that kind of revealed itself as you guys were writing? What do you think, Jake? I mean, well, you, were, you were saying yes, and I was saying no. <laughs> I was saying maybe. What about you, Rob? I mean, I'm going to go on the fact that there are kind of anthematic moments in a lot of the songs, like Antisocial Light, Head Sweat, Hey Dude being a song on there, yeah. uh, Overrated there's very like chanty moments where people could really dive in and yeah i, I, mean, I, I guess it kind of sneaks out though <laughs> yeah well i think it depends i don't it, that definitely to your point jules it was definitely not an impetus for that track what if we created this party song about wanting somebody and blah blah blah, blah. like that that was not it rarely starts from somewhere that uh calculated with us but i will say i think um we made a, a large portion of this album just the three of us and i think 
that couldn't have happened without something like the forced us to just create our stuff all the time but I feel really lucky if I could talk about Sean and Alex Silverman I feel really lucky that we got to work really closely with them on Go Growing Up Is Dead because mm -hmm. there were so many little nuggets of like that's the sound moment that's the sound right there that was helpful to see like that's the sound stand in front of this mic and this is how far away I stand from Julia to make sure it sounds like a gang mm -hmm. but not I mean the song's called Antisocial it shouldn't sound like too many people yeah, you right. know what I mean so I think there were so many little tricks guitar wise drum wise synth wise songwriting wise that when we got to start writing this record it wasn't necessarily there from the beginning of the song but it was like what if we did that gang vocal thing that we do yeah. we did it on the last project I think it's just kind of ingrained in us now like right. I mean we know what sounds good to us and, and what we like and we like this um, all-inclusive sound and, and we like every song to sound like a party you know and I mean that's kind of how we want our shows to be too and our, our friend base we don't say fans hate that word friend base it's a party all the time and I mean what better way to, to you know push that is is to put that in your music right. so Drop the Discord link right there. Discord. <laughs> Join the Discord. We're literally active in Discord all the time, so come hang. Now, in, in saying that, though, like, because you do have a point with, like, anti-socialite, having the champ but not sounding like there's too many people involved because then it, it's yeah. an oxymoron, right? But, like, that's what I kind of liked about the new song, that with anti-socialite, I do get that moment where I want to sing along like yeah. i'm an anti-social light you know i'll invite my friends to the party in my head <laughs> yeah i like it <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time like with this new track you give us these chants where like i do feel like i'm at a party with friends yeah. singing along to my favorite band on stage like mm -hmm. that was the vibe that i got and then with that music video as well like it just full you know full circle so that creative process especially with you drum wise like i feel like that's where most of the challenge is like making sure that the drums are not too heavy but at the same time like you're giving us this like great cadence great tempo so it's like not overbearing well we definitely spend a lot of time in the studio like jake and i and, and definitely julia where we're sitting there you know, a lot of this stuff could be recorded in the songwriting session. So, like, we had a few songs that the vocals were done the day they, like, wrote the song because the vocals were just so good. But there's definitely a drum day where we go in and we're really dialing in parts and, and trying things. And, and it's nice to be in Nashville and working with the studios we get to work with, Go Sienna, um, our, our people at Round Hill, we love you so much. Um, but like to be able to be vulnerable in that moment and take risks, try new drum parts, try new things. And, and we definitely take that luxury, that time to really develop what the song needs, yeah. not the parts. Because, you know, I'm, I'm a drummer, I, trust me, I love flashy stuff. But there's that moment where you're like, okay, that doesn't really call for it. Right. But then you want that one song where you're like, oh, I'm going to put a little flashy fill in here, let's do this. So, yeah, like, we definitely write appropriate, appropriately for the song, so. Yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, like, the vulnerability aspect, especially when you're in the, when you're wearing the producer hat, like, I feel like it's different, like, being vulnerable with an outside producer as opposed to a producer that's in the band. So what is that process like between the three of you? And, like, are you guys too comfortable together to the point where, like, too much gets spilled? Or is it, is it the other way around? 
<laughs> well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, th- I think, you know, it's, it's a very nice balance and it's taken us a very long time to find that balance. Yeah. And, um, honestly, if it weren't for the, we probably wouldn't have had the time to figure that balance out. Um, so it's really nice. I mean, we know what hat needs to be worn where and who needs to wear it. Um, I hope that answers your question because I zoned out for a second. But <laughs> it's funny because, like, um, back to Rob. Well, well, Jake, Jake, and I have also recorded some other, you know, other artists in Nashville together, where we, you know, work in the same kind of atmosphere, where he's producing and I'm drumming, and and the balance of the Foxies really have helped that, where we just know that thing you know like i'll go play a part and then jake's like well uh, he'll, he'll like elaborate on it and it's kind of like a felt thing and it's it's nice because you it's like you're working with a producer that you work with for years so in that aspect it's really cool because we know each other so well that you're like oh do that thing and then you're like oh when it's somebody else you don't know you're like what's that thing yeah i almost feel like that thing that you described happens more on the outside projects because we know each other as a as bandmates i don't i won't I can't look at this as something anywhere near when as what it looks like when I produce with somebody else like right. these are these are my these are my equals like we're not employed in different jobs here my approach even across the board tends to be to speak second if he's got an idea like he should and I, like what she said as we've gotten better just at doing it if, if she has a preference like what's the worst the worst thing that could happen is we'll try it and it isn't the vibe but yeah. a lot of times like you're the singer of the band. Like, if you have a vocal idea, like maybe we should just get it down, and then. Yeah. So it tends to be, yeah. I mean, the the the, the part. This is not an ego thing, right? No. No. I, <laughs> feel like I'm, I'm, I feel more the producer when I have the files afterwards. Yeah. When we're in the studio, it's like playtime. Yeah. It's playtime. Well, and, and you know, like we all we all have those moments where it's like, well, let's try this, let's try this. And at first, when we first started playing together and writing together and recording together, it was very much like fine fine let's try this yeah, but yeah. now it's like actually we all have really dope ideas and we all have really shit ideas too so yeah. am i allowed to say that yeah. okay cool um um so it's like yeah we gotta we gotta try it out and see what happens and um it's like chemistry class every single day yeah, yeah it's just fun to mess around yeah. <laughs> oh. done <laughs> now lastly um with this new single um sweatband <laughs> yes I had a sweatband right now. I'm really hot. See what you guys... Are, I know. I'm starting to sweat right now. I need a sweatband. Fan sweat. Whew. Fan sweat. Fan sweat. Head oh, sweat. my God. No With sweat. the new... Se- <laughs> no sweat. All the above. Okay. He took it. You can't beat that one. <laughs> All gross. All across the board. With the new single, what would you say was like the biggest challenge um, that you guys felt you had, whether it was in the writing process, the recording process, or the finalizing process? Oh. The artwork the process. Artwork. Honestly, oh, no, I mean, I mean, <laughs> um, writing it super easy, like like we said, it, it wrote itself. Um, producing it, it produced itself. Like yeah, it just easy. the being happened. Um, the artwork was a death sentence. That's all I can say. You know, there's. I see it all in her face. Mm. Yeah. But we we found something, and we 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 got the the thing, um, but it went through many metamorphoses yeah. when we did it. Um, but we're very thankful that we have the artwork that we have now. 
it just took us a while and it took us uh, some bridges to cross and yeah. some some bridges to set fire to for me for me the that, hardest that is part dope there's the album though yeah. the album the album that is dope for me the hardest part was edit i had to edit the vocals to the bridge to make it radio friendly and so i wanted to make sure it didn't sound like oh. Some high school kid had just learned how to mess with waveforms for the first time. But you got to do a better job at your at your job, right? I know, but it also kind of has to sound kind of silly and elementary, so that that took me a couple hours. Kind of the way you fit me. Well, I guess because we just saw what we just saw right now, this will be the last question. Yes. What's the deal with this album? Are you guys already done with it? Or is it yes, something yes. that you guys are still working on? Well, I Jesus? The album is done. The album is done. And it took us two years to realize we were writing an album. Um, and thankfully, we have... Uh, picking the songs, at first it was hard. But, um, yeah, there were so many. I mean, spend two years in a, in a publishing deal writing songs every day almost. Ouch. So songs will go to Song Mountain, but the ones that are meant to be your next baby will resurface, and that's exactly what happened. Um, yeah, we're, we're proud of it. We just got the artwork done. We just got the masters back. It is called Who Are You Now, Who Are You Then? And you can find that line in one of our songs called Good Try on the album. My favorite song. My favorite song. Is there a date for this yet? September 23rd. Good job. Uh-huh. So I remember the dates, but if you even ask me my own album title, I might be like, who? <laughs> Question mark in the middle, I think. Yeah, right? No, I'm just kidding. And I, yeah. Mm -hmm. we're, we're proud of it. We're very proud of it. I mean, it's like, it's this whole journey of who we were when we started writing the album and we didn't even know it to where we are now. Yeah. And I think people can really um, take to that and, and, and find... You know this this certain sense of inclusivity. Uh, you know what I'm saying. Certain sense of friendship with this album. Well, and the songs I feel like kind of there's sort of two sides to them lyrically where they're very, very explicitly coming of age, or they're like very specific to one a one-off experience yeah. or something. Which I mean, in in some ways, I don't mean to cheapen the title. Like so many albums are like that, but to us, it was like these these songs are about one of two things. This is either a really specific thing that happened, mostly with Julia, or it's like a comment on what it means to grow in yeah. you know and be grown. Well, the cool thing too is like not only is this album of a, a coming of age, just in your next lifetime, but the album artwork pays homage to. Um, our first EP, Oblivion. So they kind of look similar, and we were like, "Well, let's just let's just do this." I mean, it's it's all kind of Easter eggy in a way. Um, and you know, like like what Jake was saying, half of the album is is very party out, like have fun, talk about you know love and stuff, and then the other half is is very deep. Sit in your room. It's raining outside, and you don't really know what to do. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. So thank you guys for hanging out with me. Thank you, so thank you for creating the music that you do. Um, I'm I'm a new fan, but I'm gonna like I've been digging into that Spotify. Don't say fan. I'm a new friend, and I've been digging into that Spotify. So I'm super excited that I also get to catch you guys live. Although I am a little disappointed that you are not wearing the red pants. You saw that video of me. I'm a friend. I'm seeing everything. <laughs>
<laughs> it was so good. My my pants that I wore at the uh, the oh, summer never died. no the recording session. What had happened was <laughs> what had happened was my pants are too squeaky. The the squeaky ones? You talk yeah. about yeah, they're too. What loud. are they like latex or something? I don't even know. I, I got this. I, got I don't this. even. There we go. They're fruit by the foot. Oh, that's what it is. Either somebody yeah, ate it or they the melted. Yeah, they're okay. strawberry fruit by the foot, been preserved for a very long time, okay. stretched to pants. If you Got like it. them, you will taste a schnozberry. All right, and that is a different interview. <laughs> Cut it the out. Schnozberry tastes like schnozberries. <laughs> Well, I'm excited to do this again. I've, I I can't wait to reunite with you guys again, and I can't wait for you guys to do a full-blown U.S. tour um, and back in the States. So uh, you guys be sure to check out the Foxies. New single is out by the time you guys are watching this. It's called Head Sweat. Thanks for watching on Front Row Live. <laughs> hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more, and I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in, and have a great night.